everyone. I pray that you are having a great day or evening. Uh, Depending on when you're going to listen to this podcast, I'm excited to be with you today. I know it has been a while since I have done a podcast, but we have something special today, so please stay tuned with us. What we're going to be doing for the next few podcasts is we are going to be uh, reading and just jumping into some nuggets from my new book. I am so excited about publishing my very first book. The title of our book is The Restoration of the Prophetic Voice on the Earth. And it's going to be coming out soon. But what we're going to do is uh, we're just going to just kind of dig into this and just talk about some things. So just stay with me for the next few moments and uh, let's see what God has for us today here on this podcast. Uh, Our Restoration of the Prophetic Voice of the Earth book, we have uh, on the Earth book, we have six chapters and we're going to deal with chapter one today. And the title of chapter one is The Importance of the Prophetic Function Within the Church. The importance of the prophetic function within the church. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. I like the NIV version of this. Many of us can quote it. It talks about the fivefold ministry. And it says, So Christ gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. And for this first chapter, I kind of spent time talking about the fivefold ministry even though we are the book is about the prophetic voice but i believe we all we all have a sound that god wants to release on the earth whether you're a prophet whether you're a pastor a teacher an apostle an evangelist like me i serve in the office of an evangelist for over 22 years i have walked in that office And I have always been intrigued by the prophet. Uh, I've worked with so many prophetic voices. And and I feel like even though I serve in the office of an evangelist, that there is a prophetic edge to my giftings. So the prophetic is very intriguing to me. Uh, True prophets are very different. Uh, Some would almost say they're kind of peculiar. (laughs) But they are different. Their temperament... Just their their point of view towards the kingdom and towards the world that they are called to is so much different than the other four offices of the fivefold ministry. And I believe that's why the prophet's probably the most under misunderstood gift of, of the five giftings. Uh, but it is a vital gift, it is a vital function of of the church for today. I believe in these last days, the voice of the prophet is going to come to the forefront and is going to be vital in the function of the church. Uh, The apostolic leadership, you know, that God created to lead the church is five different, unique, distinctive functions with no one gifting greater than the other. God didn't pick one of the five and said, this is going to be the greater gift. Uh, A lot of times our denominations, 
they have done that. They have chosen the pastor and they have said the pastor is the main function, the main operating gift. And really, even a couple of the, our spirit-filled denominations have really rejected uh, the function of the apostle and the prophet and just have zeroed in on the, on the pastor and the teacher. But I believe we need all five gifts, and I believe when they are functioning right, they complement each other. And it's for the health and the edification of the church. And much today's church systems are operating not at full function, in my opinion. They are not functioning without all five giftings. And I believe the result of that, we may ask ourselves, why has the church got to this point where we are not seeing all five gifts in function? And I believe there's two reasons. Uh, the first reason, I believe there has been misuse of the office. I believe, especially in the prophet and the evangelist, it seems like them two giftings flow together, in and out, uh, together. But there has been misuse of the office. Uh, a lot of times, I think for years, a lot of the prophets and the evangelists felt like they were the Lone Ranger, that they could operate outside of the church uh, without accountability. Uh, they, can, they, they just moved in and out of the church, really using the church and not being a part of the church. I know when I, 20 some years ago, when I started evangelizing, I really faced a lot of, a lot of hindrances because of those who were, who, who were before me. Uh, there were so many in the eighties and the nineties, even into the seventies, uh, probably 30 years before I, I, I answered the call to be an evangelist. Uh, there probably had, and there's been great men and women of God. I don't want you to get me wrong. There's been great men and women of God, but there's also been those who have misused the office. Uh, they misuse it in 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 so in so many different ways that that it has caused the church to really put up a wall and say, you know what, we can operate without that. We can operate without the prophet. We, can, we, we don't need the evangelists because they actually did more harm to the church than they did good for the church. Uh, the way they handled money, and many of you know where I stand with a lot of, of, of some of the things that we have done in the church systems when it comes to offerings and how we've, we've manipulated with the offerings and also relationships. Uh, how how we, you know, a lot of times uh, in the kingdom of God, there's superficial relationships, and especially in the itinerary ministries, they, they connect with pastors and people just to fill their calendar, just to fill uh, uh, their, their, their schedule, and, and, and never really uh, get into a deep relationship. When God called me to be a, an evangelist, God dealt with me and he said, I, I want you to become a friend to the church. I want you to build relationships with the church. Don't look at the church just as a, a place that you can fill your calendar, 
but look at the church as your assignment, that you're called to it. And I have three rules that I have for myself as an itinerant minister, as an evangelist. The first rule I have is I never pursue relationships within the church that I'm called to. My approach is that my assignment is to have a relationship with the head of the house, the leadership, the pastor, and that's my priority. Uh, what happens a lot of times in the past is that prophets and evangelists have built relationships within the church and they caused chaos, caused problems, uh, used people for financial gain. And so I'm very careful about that. I remember years ago, uh, we were on three radio stations. We had a 15 minute program called Bridge of Fire. We had one individual, one individual that financially supported us each month. And what he gave kept me on those three stations. Uh, each month he gave a certain amount and it was enough to pay for my radio outreach. But one day he came to the, a tent meeting that we were having outside of, of a city, the city he lived in. And he came and he's upset with his pastor of whom I had preached for for years. And he was running the pastor down. He was telling me all these flaws and these failures and, and none of them were really biblical problems. Uh, they were they were just personal uh, personality problems. Uh, just you know, just they were, he they just rubbed each other wrong. So it was it was mostly the flesh was uh, instigating his his issues. And so he proceeded to tell me that him and about a dozen people are planning this huge walkout, and they're going to walk out on on this pastor the next Sunday morning because I was assigned to that pastor because my priority was a relationship with him to complement his calling and his ministry. I proceeded to let that pastor know and expose this guy's plan. And, and because of that, this man got upset. He dropped his support for our ministry. I had to go off radio, but I felt good about my heart. In my heart, I felt good because I knew I did what was right. I stood with that pastor. I stood with the office of the fivefold ministry that I was assigned to compliment and work alongside of. Today, I still have a relationship with that man. Uh, he just had a stroke, went through a hard time. We came and did a revival for him just weeks ago. Precious man, uh, man of God, still after all these years in good relationship with him. And now, Instead of being 15 minutes on three different radio stations, we now broadcast 24 hours a day around the world with our online radio station. So I believe God honored me uh, for my faithfulness. So I, I want you to know that the fivefold ministry is meant to work together. And the office of the prophet is probably the most under, misunderstood, but one of the most vital, vital offices in the kingdom right now in the days that we're living in. Uh, num the number two rule I have uh, for myself is I never counsel or give advice to anybody in the church that I'm ministering at because I feel the function of the pastor 
is to do that. And I, I don't want to give op- opposite advice than what he's giving to his uh, uh, people. And so, I, I, and number three, I n- never make finances the main goal of what I do. The great R.W. Schambach uh, would say this. He said, the bottom line is souls. The bottom line is souls. And if I win souls and preach the gospel, God takes care of my finances. And that keeps me from operating in manipulation and such. Uh, God, God has blessed us in such a way that we've been able to flow in and out of many streams, many church cultures, and be able to adapt and fit in. And uh, I've observed this, that the independent streams that I go into, uh, they do a great job of teaching and implementing the full functioning of the apostolic gifting. And I I believe the reason is because much of our independent fellowships, uh, they are composed or made up of men and women who operate in the apostolic gifting and not they do not necessarily fit in with denominations uh, because they're evangelists, they're prophets, they're apostles. So with that being said, the independent fellowships, the independent churches do a wonderful job of teaching and implementing the gospel of Jesus Christ and also uh, the, the function of the fivefold ministry. Because I believe the second weakness we have right now is a misunderstanding of the office because there hasn't been a good teaching of it. Haven't been good te- hasn't been good teaching of the fivefold ministry where the denominations no longer recognize a lot of the, the fivefold ministry. So there's not teaching in their Bible schools about it. They're not being taught about the apostles, uh, the, the, the place of the apostle and the prophet or even evangelists in, in their denominations. Uh, the Word of God breaks down these gifts into five categories. The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. The first three gifts, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, is what I call the advancing gifts. If you really study the character of these giftings, they advance or push forward the kingdom of God. The apostle is a master builder. He's building up ministers. He's building up organizations. He's building up churches, establishing uh, in cities, churches. There's uh, in Northern Missouri, I, I do a lot of meetings through there and all these little towns have an assembly of God church. And I started asking, how, how did these churches get planted? And, and I was told that a tent preacher had come through years ago in the early 1920s and 30s and would put the tent up in these little towns and the, then they would establish a church. You can almost follow the path of where this preacher had took. That's, that's an apostle gift. Uh, the prophet, the prophet pushes the kingdom forward, looks to the future. The evangelist, soul winning, revivalist. So those are advancing gifts, those first three. Then the last two, the pastor and the teacher, are what I call the establishing gifts, where they establish lives and they establish disciples and and, uh, teach and give life application to, 
to create strong uh, Christians and, and establish lives and families and, and to serve. So all of them working together is vital to the health and the edification of the church. Uh, our next broadcast will be chapter 2, which is the assignment of the prophet. I hope you enjoyed this today. This is some nuggets out of my new book, uh, The Restoration of the Prophetic Voice on the Earth. I'm so thrilled to, to finally be getting to the place that we were able to do this. And I just wanted to share chapter 1 with you. Encourage you when the book comes out to get it. Purchase it, put it in your library, and let it be a part of your life. I appreciate you joining us today in our podcast. We are getting ready to head into our tent season. It's going to be an amazing summer. we got several cities scheduled. We are also doing two missions trips this year, one to Kenya and one to Mexico. And if you would like to be a part of that, I encourage you to get get a hold of us on our Facebook page and, and uh Find out all the information you need. We would love to take a team with us. You have a great day. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. Check us out on Facebook at Powerhouse Ministries, Crusades and Conferences. Also on Twitter, Powerhouse Ministries. You have a great day. Please share this podcast with somebody. Have a good day.